Hello, hello, and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place of conversation, exploration, and connection through spiritual discussion. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and in this episode, I will be discussing and explaining the law of attraction and the law of assumption. I will discuss the similarities and differences between these two practices and what I have learned through my experiences with both. Before I begin, I want to state that this episode is not a supplement for the teachings or readings discussed within and should not be for any purpose outside of entertainment. Without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. So what is the law of attraction? First, I want to dive into the law of attraction because that is probably the one that um, we're most familiar with, especially when we are looking at spirituality and and wanting to expand ourselves spiritually. The law of attraction is is one of the more common known laws um, in the spiritual world and in the world of pseudosciences. Um, and I say pseudoscience because um, the law of attraction doesn't really have any big scientific evidence, um, but can definitely, because it talks about a lot of spiritual practicing, um, can definitely have a lot of positive benefits to your life. Um, So what is the law of attraction? It is a philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life, while negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. It is based on the belief that thoughts are a form of energy and that positive energy attracts success, while negative energy can attract negative results. The Law of Attraction generated a lot of attention due to books like The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, um, which... I've read The Secret, and and I will say that it's one of my favorite spiritual books. Um, but I I I also like listened to it, and I find that even today it is still one of the more popular and more well known sources of law of attraction teachings. Um, there are others out there, especially from people who. Uh, who discuss it on YouTube, for instance, um, such as people like Jake Ducey or Aaron Dowdy or um, Robert Zink, and and they're people that um, and they're people that I mentioned because they're the more popular people that you will find under under Law of Attraction on YouTube, and and I love these people. Like I've I've watched their their videos a lot. I've I've uh, listened to their hypnosis meditations and manifestation meditations and different things like that. And they they know what they're talking about when it comes to the thing that they're talking about, and and that's why I love them. And um, I really do give them credit. But because the because the law of attraction is is more of a belief system and a philosophy than an actual um, like scientifically backed science. It's considered one of the more pseudosciences and sometimes might, because it falls under the realm of spirituality, I guess could um, in a sense be considered more of that metaphysics, um, but not necessarily ha- does it have to be. But the laws um, within the law of attraction, um, the law of attraction and advocates of the law of attraction suggest that there are three central universal principles that make up this law. Like attracts like, nature abhors a vacuum, and the present is always perfect. So what does that mean by like, a, like attracts like? So going back to that idea that 
positive thoughts bring about positive solutions and opportunities, whereas negative thoughts will bring about negative solutions and opportunities. So let's, let's bring it to the realm of, uh, of money and finances, for example. If you have a negative relationship with money, and, and that could be anything from as soon as you get a large sum of money, you, you spend it really quickly, and you might be too frivolous as opposed to being too frugal, or, or, or frugal enough. Um, and then if you look at money, or even if you look at money and you say, okay, well, I'm always going to be broke, and I, I can't afford to, to get certain things. Um, the law of attraction will say, okay, well then if you switch your mindset and you reprogram your mind to think more positively towards money and say that I have all of the money that I need and, and different things like that, then, then you will be able to attract what it is that you want because you are getting into this, this frequency and this mindset that one, it exists. And then two, that the more positive you are about something, the more, positive outcomes are going to happen. Um, so nature abhors a vacuum. What does that mean? So it's based on the notion that it is impossible to have a completely empty space in your mind and in your life because something will always fill that space, whether it is the physical space around you and you are surrounded by, say, um, a specific type of couch in your living room, <laughs> a specific type of um, thing, uh, specific types of music that you listen to, specific foods that you eat, you're always going to have like a space and, and that space is always going to be filled with something. Um, especially in your mind, you're always going to have thoughts. You're going to always have things circling about in your mind, whether it's a thought about, hmm, did I, did I leave the stove on? Or, uh, or whether it's a thought about, um, what am I going to have for dinner later tonight? Uh, where are we going to go for dinner if we're going to go out, um, or anything like that. And, and also the, the things that you consume and, and not even just in the, in the ways of like food or buying clothes or, or going on shopping trips or anything like that, but also the music that you listen to and the movies that you watch, what you consume and how that can have an effect on you. Um, so the law of attraction suggests that removing negative things from your, from your life can make space for more positive things. But with that being said, it, it's almost that focus on the removal more than it is on what you can add to. Um, so you think about what you can remove from your life and you, and you get rid of those things that no longer serve a purpose in your life. And, and trust me, I mean, I've done that too. Uh, think about it as like clearing out your closet. If you're if you're going through your closet and you're noticing clothes that no longer fit, or or clothes that you just you just have no use for that you might want to give away, or you're going through your books and you might want to start downsizing your bookshelf so that um, you can have more more books on your Kindle or your tablet or your iPad or um, a book app like Apple Books so that you can travel a lot easier and still read the books that you love. Um, you're going to want to, you're going to think about, okay, well, what can I get rid of? What can I get rid of? What can I get rid of? And, and then you're going to, and then after you've gotten rid of what you need to get rid of, then you start to think about, okay, well, what can I do to fill this space now? And, and in a way that, that can bring about a lot of different healthier habits. 
but but sometimes the better thing to focus on and and I'm not saying this is you know better because oh yeah you don't want to just think about the the negative stuff but sometimes what might actually help in in this you know activity of practicing the law of attraction is to think about what you can add to as opposed to just what you can take away but the idea that the present is always perfect that is the that is the third universal principle the law of attraction focuses on the idea that there are always things that you can do to improve the present moment and that's true you can't do anything to change the past and you can't improve the future if you don't improve the present that's true that's true you're not going to have that good future if you don't focus on what you can control within the present and the things that you can do to be able to exist in the present and and have a a you know healthy present um but the present might sometimes still seem somehow flawed the but the the law of attraction states that rather than feeling dread or unhappiness you should focus your energy on finding ways to make the present moment the best it can be and and that goes back into okay well the present is all we really have yes things may have happened to us or we may have done things in the past that may have gotten us to where we are and it's a good thing to to sit there and recognize that it's a good thing to have that self-awareness right because if you don't have that self-awareness how can you even begin to change how can you even begin to um add more positive things into your life versus you know just thinking about the negative things that you don't want um you know, if you don't have that self-awareness, then how can you move forward? But this focus on on making the present the best that it can be, um, it's because the present is all we really have. Like, yeah, we have all of those things that, that in the past have happened. And then we have this future that we want to create. But the only way to get to that future that we want to create is within the present. And and I will say that as, as a person who has... Um, listen to law of attraction things myself I do resonate very strongly with with that belief that the present is all we ever have and even the past was at one time the present um oh wow (laughs) that was very profound because I uh one of my favorite books is the power of now by Eckhart Tolle and uh Eckhart does does say that in in a lot of his books and a lot of his teachings um he he states that you know the the time that we have right now is is the only time that really matters and the present moment is the only time that that should matter because it is it is all we really have you know the the past was once the present because you you lived in those moments and you had those experiences but you had them in what was then the now and and whatever is going to happen in the future will then be the present because you're not going to think about it as oh this is the future that I wanted to be at no you're going to think of hey I'm where I want to be (laughs) you know and and you're going to see it as hey I'm here now you know so you're going to see it in the now you're not going to see it as this um as this just this future anymore right so um with that being said, I want to move on to how to use the law of attraction and the impacts of the law of attraction. So according to the law of attraction, you create your own reality. 
And the best ways that you can incorporate the law of attraction into your own life include being grateful, visualizing your goals, looking for the positives in every situation, learning how to identify your negative thinking, again, that, like, that self-awareness, using positive affirmations, and reframing the negative events into a more positive way. So even if something happened to you, what can you take away from it that was positive as opposed to negative? Um, but even with that, even though it's not an immediate solution, because the law of attraction is not that immediate solution, it, it helps to cultivate a more optimistic outlook on life. And that is why a lot of people are drawn to the law of attraction. And that is why a lot of people study the law of attraction and practice um, the... the manifesting and the effort and the affirmations I was trying to say affirming and then I and then I said affirmations but yeah so so that's why a lot of people will meditate and manifest and and affirm and journal and and different things like that and why they they practice the law of attraction because it can help to cultivate a more optimistic look on your life and and for a lot of people they're like okay well I want more optimism in my life so so they turn to the law of attraction and and it helps them to to cultivate that and and it really can be helpful the impacts of the law of attraction so first off the law of attraction being a spiritual practice um, being a spiritual philosophy is going to have spiritual effects it helps people to tap into spirituality and spirituality itself is connected to a variety of health benefits, including reducing stress, having better health um, from what you can add to your diet, um, lowering depression, and better overall well-being. And I say lowering depression, um, especially because the law of attraction isn't here to eradicate depression or eradicate anxiety or, you know, eradicate any any kind of um, like illnesses or anything like that. It's here to lessen that impact because of the fact that you, you are feeling more optimistic about your life. And even if you are going through things that are negatively impacting you, the law of attraction states that, okay, well, if you think about what you can do that is positive and, and the things that you can incorporate into your life that are positive, then, then you will have a, a better life essentially by especially with the practice of gratitude um, and the notion that you are aligning with God or the universe to be able to co-create the life that you desire. Um, because of this, it's important to change your frequency of the energy that you already have and express gratitude. And a lot of that, like frequency change. Um, okay, so frequency. So what is frequency? Well, think of frequency as um, the, <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm, I'm literally about to quote somebody that, uh, that I've watched their Law of Attraction videos before, um, Aaron Dowdy. So the way that Aaron Dowdy, and I, and I love this way, it's, it's so kitschy, it's so cute, and it's so beautiful, the way that he describes it. So think of frequency as um, the different, the different um, channels on your radio. So if you're tuning into, say, 98.7 hertz, um, you are picking up that radio station and it may be playing classic rock. 
Um, so it's going to be playing like, you know, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, uh, you know, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, all of that stuff. It's going to be playing all of that classic rock. And then when you tune it to, say, um, uh, let's say, I think it's a 100.7 KISS FM in, in Los Angeles. I might be wrong. Um, but I remember listening to KISS FM uh, when I was listening uh, to the radio in California. When I lived in California, one of my favorite radio stations was KISS FM, K-I-I-S-F-M. And when you tune into K-I-I-S-F-M, you're going to get um, popular music like um, nowadays it would be you know, Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish and um, Post Malone and, and uh, music uh, from Marshmallow and um, Bastille and, and uh, you know, churches and um, churches spelled with a, with a, uh, a V to, to make it look cool. <laughs> you know, but, but different artists like that, you're going to hear a lot of the popular artists of today, like even, even music from like Adele and, uh, you know, Katy Perry. Um, when I was a kid, it was a lot of, uh, Katy Perry and, and, um, uh, uh, boys like girls. I don't know if uh, anybody listening knows who boys like girls are or remembers who boys like girls were, but yeah, it was a lot of that. Uh, 303 even, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age here, but you know, like when you, when you tune into certain radio stations, you're going to pick up certain types of music and you're going to pick up certain frequencies. Um, and if you move away from the frequency range, so say if you're living in LA, for example, let's use LA as that example. Again, if you're living in LA and you know, you can pick up KIIS FM in LA, but maybe if you go to San Francisco, you might be, you might not be able to pick up that radio station anymore and all you're going to get is static. So you're going to want to tune into a different radio station to be able to listen to the same music, right? So, so think about frequency like that. If you go to a higher frequency, you're going to listen to different music and, and sometimes maybe even more positive music than, than if you're tuning into a low frequency. Um, and, and that doesn't necessarily have to be it because, you know, what's positive for you is going to be different than what's positive for somebody else. But, um, but yeah, think about frequency as the, as the radio stations on, on your radio dial. And, and when you tune into a specific frequency, you get a specific outcome. You get a specific type of music. Um, so you're going to feel differently when you listen to different types of music. Um, for example, if you're listening to um, if you're listening to a song by your favorite metal band, maybe it's a song that you really connect with because it speaks about um, the struggles of mental health. So you're going to resonate with that, and you're going to maybe use that as your emotional outlet song. Whereas if you are listening to um, simple tabla or hang drum music and, and you're just having that, that music on in the background, you're probably going to feel very different. You're going to want to maybe even dance, you know, because um, I, know, I know that I love dancing or, or moving my body a little bit um, or swaying when I hear certain types of music. I love dancing to jazz music. Um, so, let, so let me use that as, as an example. If I listen to jazz music, whether it's covers done by, um, 
Michael Bublé or it's the originals that were done by Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and, and um, Billie Holiday and Nina Simone and Ella Fitzgerald and Lumi Armstrong. Like, I'm going to want to dance, <laughs> um, unless the song is, is a little bit slower. Um, I might want to do a slow dance with, uh, it might feel more romantic, it might be that more romantic slow dance song. But, but sometimes I'll just dance in my kitchen to some Dean Martin, I'll just, I'll throw on some Mambo Italiano and, and dance in my kitchen while I'm, while I'm cooking pasta or something, you know? So, um, but, when, but when I listen to my favorite metal music, uh, or, or heck, if I'm listening to... Um, uh, down with the sickness by by disturb. Uh, I'm banging my head and I'm like you know hitting my hitting my little fist against the and, and I do have tiny hands. Um, so like I'm hitting my little fist against the you know uh, dashboard or something and and I'm like pretending I'm playing drums in my car and and I'm loud you know so so it's gonna be a different experience. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that frequency is going to be different depending on what you are doing depending on how you are thinking depending on what you are listening to so so think about it like that if you're changing your frequency from from one dial to the next if you're if you're tuning that dial into into a different frequency you're gonna get a different result so by using more grateful and positive thoughts and feelings and focusing our dreams focusing on our dreams rather than our frustrations we can change that frequency of our energy and therefore the law of attraction will bring positive things into our lives and what we de- what we attract depends on where we are and how we focus our attention but we must believe that it's already ours or soon will be but a lot of the law of attraction um, does focus more on this will soon be ours as opposed to um, it already is um, sometimes it does bring you into that it already is, and sometimes it brings you into, okay, you want to create this and you want to have it soon. Um, so how can you get there? And, and I, love the, I love the fact that the law of attraction in and of itself is, is a self-aware pseudoscience um, that, that is aware of its own practices. Um, because some of them work for, for certain people and some of them don't. Sometimes... Um, writing out or speaking your affirmations may not work whereas you know meditating might um or or uh, sometimes trying to rewire your brain um with a meditation is not going to work whereas writing out your your thoughts and dreams and goals and and maybe coming up with a plan on how you're going to get there is going to work better for you um so so the the law of attraction um should be used in a way that feels the best for you and if you if you feel like you're not getting those results and you're and you're starting to get frustrated then um you know it does it does encourage excuse me it does encourage you to change that tack um but another thing that the law of attraction can aid with is better overall well-being by utilizing the law of attraction you can bring about positive impacts on your mental state because you're going to be thinking differently, especially because the law of attraction does focus on reframing your thoughts, reframing your thoughts to more positive thoughts versus negative thoughts, reframing your thoughts to more ab- thoughts of abundance versus thoughts of lack, um, and and reframing your frequency to like attracting like, and and everything being energy. 
When we believe we don't deserve good things, we behave in ways that sabotage our chances of happiness. And we can even let opportunities go by unnoticed because we have this this self-talk and feelings that that might be negative. But when we reverse those negative patterns in our lives and create more positive, productive, and healthy mindsets, we then again create more positive, productive, and healthy lives. Um, one good thing leads to another. And the direction of life can shift from a downward spiral to an upward ascent and vice versa. And that's what the law of attraction does talk about. You know, if you are thinking about more good things and more positive things, you can, you can have that upward ascent. Whereas if you're thinking about more negative things, you're going to go quicker into that downward spiral. And, um, research has shown that optimism and optimists enjoy better health, greater happiness, and more success. They possess the traits that allow them to focus their thoughts on their successes and mentally minimize their failures. So because you're, you're shifting from a negative mindset to a positive mindset, you're going to have a better outlook. And, and, that, and that in and of itself, you know, for, for a lot of people is a good thing, right? So... So, and, and even, um, even in therapy, for example, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, or is a widely used and effective treatment program for many conditions. And it's based on the idea that identifying and, and changing automatic negative thoughts can produce positive effects and to help people achieve a better mental well-being. And like I said, it's not going to eradicate what you're going through, but, but definitely changing that causative, that cognitive dissonance, maybe. Uh, that those words came out <laughs> um, but uh, if you have a lot of cognitive dissonance and you have a lot of um, a thought process that doesn't really um, work in tandem and maybe you're trying to feel in your heart that you deserve love and you deserve positive things but then in your mind your mind is bullying you and saying no no this is this is false you know and and you're trying to work on those thoughts then the more that you work on um, incorporating the more positive thoughts, the more you're going to live a more positive life, so to speak. The tips for practicing the law of attraction um, are these. And these are the common, um, these are very, the very common um, ways to practice the law of attraction that a lot of law of attraction practitioners will, will say to do. Um, journaling or scripting which is writing down your thoughts and your goals and um, it helps you to get that physical visualization uh, of what it is that you want to attract in your life Um, so so scripting can can very much be to a benefit for someone who is practicing the law of attraction who wants to attract um, the healthier things into their life once they see it written out they, they can say, okay, so, so this is what it is written out. This is, this is what I want. This is, um, this is what I want to incorporate into my life. This is what I'm thinking about. So, so therefore, they're going to be able to visualize it a little bit more after having written it out. Making a mood board. Creating a visual reminder that helps you maintain a positive mindset and stay motivated. Can, can help you again to, to visualize and especially because um, the law of attraction does, uh, does say that visualization 
is, is one of the things that helps a lot. You know, you're, you're going to want to visualize the actualization and the realization of, of what you want to manifest. Um, so when you have that, that vision board or that mood board or, or, um, and, you, and you're journaling, it's that physical realization, that physical reality of, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm creating. This is what I desire. This is what I hope to attract. And these are where my thoughts are on it. And this is how I feel about it. And it helps you to visualize more of, of what it is that you want. Practicing acceptance. Instead of focusing on what is wrong about the present or what needs to be changed, work on accepting things as they are. This doesn't mean that you will continue to work towards a, that you won't continue to work. I'm sorry. This doesn't mean that you won't continue to work towards a better future. It just means that you won't get bogged down by wishing for things to be different right now. Because the more that you wish for things to be different, the more that you project that things will be different if if again um, something happens in the future then the more you pretty much not not so much detach but remove yourself from the present and remove yourself from the reality and law of attraction can sometimes even practice uh, detaching from the present reality um, and detaching from the idea that you don't have what it is that you want but it's more about detaching from that lack mindset than it is about completely detaching from and, and disregarding your present. Because if your present right now is, is full of a lot of challenges, then maybe what you need to do is recognize those challenges and see them less as these big mountains and more as these, these, little, these little tiny molehills, you know? Um, and, and kind of like whittling these challenges down to more manageable sizes for yourself. Like, yeah, the challenge isn't going to go away, but you don't have to make it into this big, scary thing if you don't want to. Practicing acceptance and practicing self-talk. If you struggle with being overly self-critical, set a goal to engage in positive self-talk each day. Over, over time, this may become more and more easy, and you may find that it is harder to maintain a negative mindset. And at first, it is difficult to practice that positive self-talk. And especially if you're someone who maybe doesn't want to like stand, stand in front of a mirror and do it. Um, but the more that you practice that self-talk, the more that you practice that positive self-talk, and the more that you reaffirm that you are deserving of the things that you want, you are deserving of the things that you desire, you are deserving of love, you are deserving of wealth, you are deserving of a healthy life, then the more you'll start to believe it because you are reprogramming your mind, you're reprogramming your thoughts, right? But here are some potential pitfalls, especially um, when it comes to the book The Secret as well as some other people's interpretations of the law of attraction, is that it suggests that the belief that good things will come to us and bring what we desire without any sort of action behind, the, behind that belief. It suggests that the belief is, is what we should capitalize on. It's the optimistic viewpoint that drives proactive behaviors that in turn bring optimists such great results. Optimists don't receive their, don't receive their benefit 
from their attitudes alone. It is the behavior that the attitudes inspire that creates the real change. So in order for the beliefs to affect the behavior, it's important to have things such as goals, mindfulness, commitment, motivation, timelines, challenges, and support. So with that being said, you, you can't just look at the law of attraction as being the be-all end-all, because it's not. Um, and, and I say that with full conviction, it's not the only thing. You know, you can't just sit there and meditate all day and, and think that something's just going to fall into your lap. Um, but you can assume that what you, what you have already exists, like what you want to have already exists, and we're going to get into that. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like if you don't have those goals and you aren't actually working towards what it is that you want to create in your life, you can't just, you know, think it into existence simply. Because if you can think it into existence and, and not lift a finger, then, um, you know, it, it makes it too simple. Um, but, but sometimes there are people uh, who, who preach the law of attraction. That, that will say that you don't need to lift a finger, um, that you don't need to do anything. And sometimes that, that really can create this, this dynamic that, um, that kind of winds up being a little bit more falsified. Um, and critics of The Secret and other books on the Law of Attraction have pointed out the real concern that people may start to blame themselves for the negative events that are outside of their control, such as accidents and injuries, layoffs, or major illnesses. And that's another thing. You know, because, because the Law of Attraction talks a lot about your thoughts and your beliefs, um, it can make you question any negative impacts that you have no control over. And that can be something that winds up in and of itself creating this, this more negative space for you because then you're, you're blaming yourself for things that you had no control over. You're blaming yourself for things that weren't your fault to begin with. Um, and that can, can in and of itself cause harm. So there are positives and negatives to the law of attraction in and of itself. And your responses to the challenges that you face can make you stronger in the way that the law of attraction can be useful when it encourages such strength. However, it should not be applied negatively and it can be more destructive than helpful if it is applied negatively. Because we can't always control our circumstances, but we can control our responses to them. And, and that's sometimes where I feel... Um, especially with my personal experience with the law of attraction, the law of attraction has sometimes fallen short because it will it will say that you know you can you're you're in you're in so much control, and but it also states that there is an external um, force that that creates all of these different things, even even the things that that are going to happen to you and the things that you have that you want and the and the ability that you have of whether or not you're going to be able to attract your desires. Um, the law of attraction will sometimes even say that, you know, um, the optimism is, is there with the law of attraction. But 
um, it can sometimes even cause that self-blame because it also states that there are external forces outside of ourselves that are creating what it is that that happens to us sometimes um, and and those external forces are not are not ours to be able to to create or are not ours to be able to control right um, another thing with the law of attraction is that sometimes it, it brings you out of this state of uh, you know a focus on self and and talks about how you are a co-creator with God or the universe and I'm not trying to get religious here because I know that there are some people who are going to tune into this podcast who don't have any religious belief and that's fine but the law of attraction will talk about kind of that idea that um, there is something external there is the universe at large there is um, some sort of gravitational pull some sort of cosmic um, influence that can influence what's going to happen to you in your life and whether or not you're going to manifest what it is that you want and and sometimes you know you do have to take into consideration that there are things that are outside of your control um, that you're not going to be able to influence but there are also a lot of things within your control and and the biggest thing within your control is you and whether or not you're going to stand in your own way um, but, you know, kind of the, the difference, the dif- well, I'm, I'm about to go into the differences between the law of attraction and the law of assumption in a bit. But um, the thing with the law of attraction sometimes is that it can, it can state that because like begets like and because your energy needs to come into a vibrational frequency with the energies around you and the energy of the universe in order for you to be able to get to what you want um it can it can cause that that you know not only can it cause that optimism but it can also in turn lead to pessimism towards the negative things that happen in your life that are outside of your control um and then you'll start to feel like you are to blame but then you're also going to curse what um what you can't control and and that can cause some negativity even even in and of itself because um the law of attraction might might cause a person to to look at all of these negative things and be like okay well this is something that i can't control so why is it my fault um and and i've even seen that happen with people how they're like the law isn't working for me and, and maybe it's because they need to find something different. They just need to find something new because it just isn't working for them. And that's okay. It's okay for the law of attraction not to work for you. Um, it's not a be-all, end-all thing. And, and just like with religion, if you, if you wind up feeling more called to a different religion than the one that you started off with, it's not a be-all, end-all. And, and you can choose for yourself what it is that you believe in and what you align with. And that's okay. So, what is the law of assumption? The law of assumption was created by Neville Goddard, who was a um, philosopher um, during the 1940s, especially. Um, And Neville Goddard calls his principle the law of assumption. And it appears throughout all of his books, all of his teachings, and it's the cornerstone of his basic philosophy. So, how does this law work versus the law of attraction? 
Firstly, it's important to understand that it is a way to create anything that you desire by assuming the feeling of your wish already fulfilled. The reason that nothing exists outside of your own consciousness, or, sorry, my bad. The reason (coughs) is that nothing exists, sorry. The reason is that nothing exists outside of your own consciousness. And your entire experience of the world is a symbolic representation of where your consciousness currently stands. So therefore, to change anything in your life, you have to change the beliefs and assumptions that you hold about it. So similarly to the law of attraction, there is this idea that you do need to change your belief system. Um, Not in a religious context, but more in how you perceive your life and how you believe about the things that are happening within it and how you believe more often about yourself. Um, And are you really so separate from everything or are you um, intrinsically a part of a whole? Um, Are you able to create this life that you want? Um, Or is life just happening to you? Furthermore, everything that you experience is a result of your changing consciousness. So Neville Goddard teaches that changing your assumptions and assuming the presence of your desire is the only thing that will bring about your aim. Action is pretty much irrelevant since action itself is a symbol of your state of mind. Your shift in consciousness is the only thing that matters. So different from the law of attraction is that the, the state of mind and the state of being that you assume is is the best way to be able to do anything. And this isn't saying that you that you can't, you know, bring about actions to be able to do what it is that you want to do, but that you do the action and then it's done. So so if your your goal is to be a successful YouTuber, you create the content, you upload it. You well, you create the content, you edit it, you upload it and then it's done. And if you're just going to sit there and, and wait and wait and wait till you get clicks and views and, and look at it and watch it creeping along, you're attaching yourself to the following. You're attaching yourself to the idea that you want a mass amount of followers instead of the fact that you have created something that you're happy with that you hope other people are going to be happy with too. So with the law of assumption... It's not to say that you shouldn't move a finger at all. It's just to say that you do the action once and it's done. You have the thought once and it's done. Um, so, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna dive a little bit more into that. Finding the feeling of your desire. In order to assume the nature of your desire, you must simply pretend that you have already achieved your aim. Imagination creates your reality, and the more vividly you can imagine yourself into an experience, the more quickly you will be able to experience it in the physical world. So, similarly to the law of attraction, the law of assumption is that is that mindset belief and that imagination belief. Not necessarily so much in imagination, but definitely, well, the law of attraction is a less more, as I guess, a little bit less imaginatory. Um, but the law of assumption is very much more visualization and, and feeling as opposed to just thinking. 
you know, because you are feeling how it feels to have your desire already manifested um, versus just continuing to think about what it is that you want to manifest. And, and not to say that either one of these laws, either one of these principles, either one of these philosophies are wrong or, or better than the other. It just depends on what it is that you want to create versus what it is that you don't want to create. But the key, like I just said, rests in what you are feeling. It is not enough to simply think through a desired scenario if in the back of your mind you do not believe it. You must have faith and you must access the way that you think that you will feel once you attain your desire in order, to, in order for the practice to have the desired impact. So it gets, the law of assumption gets you more into the state of feeling as if it's already happened. So, so what do I mean by that? So when you practice the law of assumption versus the law of attraction, you get into the feeling of how it feels to have already amassed that, that wealth that you want to amass or, or getting that job that you want to have or getting that relationship that you want to have, being in that relationship. How does it feel to, to be with that desired partner? How does it feel to, to be in, in a healthy relationship that you desire to be in? How does it feel to be able to take the vacation that you want to take, right? How do you feel? How do you feel? And it's less about just the mind in and of itself and also about how it feels within your body, within your spirit, within your every body. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by every body is your mental body, your spiritual body, your emotional body, your physical body. How does it feel to have already gotten what it is that you desire? So being in that desired reality, being in that feeling and recognizing how you feel and what, and what you would want to be doing within that desired reality is what's going to get you closer to what it is that you want instead of just, you know, kind of, kind of just thinking about it, I guess, <laughs> and, and over doing the actions to be able to get there. Um, so sometimes, so sometimes, uh, with the law of attraction, there's, there's this idea not only of changing your belief system and changing your feelings as well, but also how much action you need to put into doing what it is that you want and creating what it is that you want. And yes, you should be, and, and I do strongly believe that you should put in some action and effort, but don't overwork yourself to the point where you're, you're, overstressing yourself and you're overexerting your energy to be able to create what it is that you want because you don't need to overexert um, both of these laws do do say that you shouldn't overexert yourself um, not not necessarily like in those words specifically but definitely in the in the practice in and of itself you shouldn't always you know just sit there and like you know just um, overwork a meditation or overwork a manifestation or anything like that and then get frustrated because the overworking because you're not seeing your desires manifesting the overworking is what's going to hurt you because you're stressing yourself out you're looking at your reality and you're saying oh well I don't have this yet I lack this I lack this I lack this 
and and I want this I want this and what's being reaffirmed is yeah you want this yeah you want this yeah you want this but you don't have it and and with the law of assumption though versus the law of attraction there's more of that okay I know that this thing exists I feel good about this thing existing I feel good because I have that money. I feel grateful and good because I have that, that relationship. Whatever it is, you visualize it once and you feel it. You feel it. Even if it's not necessarily right here, right in this moment, you still feel it. The importance of persistence. So if you can imagine yourself in the desired state of being that you that you have for all intents and purposes already achieved your aim the physical manifestation of your goal is a secondary reaction and a reflection that you will experience so long as you maintain the feeling of the wish fulfilled where most people fail to apply the law of assumption successfully is because they do not maintain the feeling of their aim for long enough for it to appear before them They do not persist in it, but instead allow the physical world to convince them that it is not realistic or possible. So, that's that's in and of itself even something that the law of attraction does teach, is that you have to be consistent and persistent in changing your mindset and focusing on your goals and and focusing on those feelings of, of attracting that wish fulfilled. Because if you just look at your reality and you say, oh, well, I don't have it, you're focusing on that lack. You're focusing on that negative again. Instead of feeling like, okay, I know how it feels to have this. And it feels great. Right? So you have the power to revise. And you have the power to assume. And feel what it is that you want to feel. Within the law of assumption. And... The importance of that is only when you can maintain the feeling despite all physical evidence to the contrary, you will be able to manifest the aim that you have chosen for yourself. And there are plenty of um, YouTube videos that you can even find on the on the law of attraction versus the law of assumption. Um, and you can find a lot of Neville Goddard's um, speakings and teachings on YouTube right now. Um, But how is the law of assumption different from the law of attraction? There are the law. There are many different, many different uh, (laughs) uh, ways in which uh, the law of attraction and the law of assumption are different. I'm I'm starting to stumble over over what it is that I'm trying to say. Oh wow! But um, there is the law of vibration within the law of attraction and the law of assumption. And then the law of attraction in and of itself. So the law of vibration states that you are always experiencing a physical world that is an exact match to your state of consciousness and the current vibration and state of being at which you are already operating. Whereas the law of attraction is a law of momentum and it dictates what energy you will receive given your current vibration. And it also indicates how quickly you are moving towards your goals or keeping yourself out of reach from them. In other words, the law of assumption is a principle you can enact to help you, to help you work directly with the corresponding laws of vibration and attraction. 
The law of assumption fits into those two principles because it states that you can always achieve any aim you set for yourself so long as you assume the, ve- the feeling or the state of being and vibration of your aim. So in that way, it's a little bit different from the law of, attra- the law of attraction. But there are also three other key differences between the law of attraction and the law of assumption. One of these key differences is the different ways to manifest. The law of assumption states that whatever you assume as true becomes your reality, whereas the law of attraction states that like attracts like, so that everything both tangible and intangible vibrates at a certain frequency and things within the same vibrational frequency are attracted to each other, and that includes people. So if you're vibrating on the same frequency as somebody else, then you're going to attract that person. And And that is a little bit true because if you say, if you share a common interest with your friend, that's how you create friendships. If you share a common interest with a romantic partner, that's how you start that relationship by getting to know each other and and getting to know what your common interests are and what your differences are and what their hobbies are versus what your hobbies are. And, you know, you you can look at it in that way. But... The key to the law of attraction is to get into your vibrational alignment, whereas the teachings of the law of assumption teaches that nothing exists outside of your own consciousness and your entire experience of the world is simply a projection of your internal consciousness. There is also the existence of a higher power, so this is difference number two. The existence of a higher power. The law of assumption states that there is no God because nothing exists outside of you. And that's where I want to kind of say that this, this, this can get a little controversial um, for some people. Because, you know, we, we do know that there is a Christ. We do know that there, is, um, there are many different deities. There are many different um, gods and goddesses in different pantheons and different religions. And I'm not saying, like, this is not my belief, okay? Um, you know, so... Um, but the law of assumption states that there is no external one specific person that is God because everything that exists exists within you. So essentially what the law of assumption teaches is that everyone has that sacred energy, that sacred God energy. And God is simply a projection of your internal state. And the way that you view God and the relationship that you have with God is a projection of your internal state more than it is a reflection of God being this one singular external being that you've attached an image to. So, And there is no universe or source. You are the ultimate creator. Whereas the law of attraction states that the universe or source always responds to your vibrational requests to deliver the outcomes that are a vibrational match for you. You are a co-creator with this invisible force, and as long as you do your part, the universe will handle the rest. So basically, the universe has got your back. Um, But it sees the universe as being external from you. You are simply existing within the universe as opposed to being one with the universe, right? And then there's also the existence of free will. The law of assumption states that free will does not exist because everyone is simply a projection of your internal state. You are the creator of your own reality and everyone plays the roles you assign them. And if you want to change someone, you must first start by changing your assumptions about them. By shifting that internal state, your outer reality will also shift along with it. 
this is something that I'm kind of a little bit 50-50 on because you can't exactly change how someone is going to see you or view you or treat you if they do not want to change. Because yeah, you can't make somebody into a different thing just because of the projection that you have. And sometimes the projections that we have of other people, um, even people that we've known all our lives, can be a little bit toxic if we don't allow them to change. If we don't allow ourselves to um, be okay with the different changes that we're experiencing in that relationship with that person. Um, so, so say when you first met your, your best friend, they didn't necessarily like the same music that you liked or the same movies that you liked. But then over time, they started to um, maybe want to watch those movies with you and they maybe wanted to listen to that music. And, and, you, and you were just like, huh, okay. Well, it, it was also because of the fact that they wanted to get closer to you and they made that conscious choice to be able to do that. Or if you didn't, or especially when it comes to assumptions, haha, um, if you assumed that your friend didn't like a specific type of food and then they tried it once and they were like, oh, now it's one of my favorites. And you were like, two months ago, you didn't like that. You know, you're, you're projecting onto them that you still hold this belief that they are the person that they were two months ago. And, and sometimes that can be a little bit harmful to your relationships. So so really watch, watch it with that one and take it with a grain of salt because yes, um, the, the idea that you are the creator of your own reality can, can be, you know, factual. And I say factual with air quotes. But, um, you know, if you shift your internal state, your reality can shift along with it. But just be careful in the way in which you, you view that and the way in which you practice that. And the same thing with the law of attraction. The law of attraction states that free will exists and everyone has the ability to manifest their desires as well. It leaves other people out of the equation because it recognizes the power of free will. But nothing can enter into your experience unless you are vibrationally aligned with it. That means that other people cannot manifest things into your experience unless you give attention to it. Instead of trying to change others, it focuses on changing yourself. So, <clears throat> you know, it, it's, it's different... Similar yet different for both, for both of these laws. And I think that's what makes them such beautiful laws to explore, maybe even simultaneously, because they do have those similarities, but they also have those differences. And whatever law that you choose to assume into your life, whatever law that you choose to follow, it's because you are the one who is dictating what you want in your life. So that is all the time that we have for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send them in a direct message through Spotify or Anchor. Or you can even reach out to me at my personal um, email, which is cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y by Alice at gmail.com. Thank you.